Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Um, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you on the podcast this week. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan. Now you know what our voices sound like. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now we can get down to that footnotey goodness. Don't give me that look, Jen. You find it just as funny as I do. Nevertheless. Zing. All right, all right, all right. Let's get... Let's just... Let's just die. We hit every single one of our... We, as in you two. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, now that they're out of the way, let's continue. Back to the Bible. Nevertheless. <laughs> this is off to a roaring start. Uh, shortcomings this week. The shortcomings this week is uh, none of us took notes on what Rob said we would talk about in footnotes, so... We might miss something. We we may because we have no idea oh, what we, got, we were we, supposed to. We but, got some ideas, but but we got some stuff we can talk about, and yeah. hopefully it'll be good. And yeah. if we forget about it, you can just send us an angry email at info at missionridge dot church. That's like, right. Just like every week, we're making it up as we go. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. We we have a plan all the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely <laughs> not making things up. On the fly. We would never do such a thing around here. We're much too professional for that sort of shenanigry, Jennifer. Perfectionists can't be on the fly. <laughs> Absolutely not. <clears throat> None of that. Or no. so fly. <laughs> so fly. For a white guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, cue offspring. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about two camps. A tale of two camps. It was the best of camps. It was the worst of camps. Yes. So uh, we're we're told that uh, as soon as Jacob is done dealing with his uncle, uh, angels come and visit him. Okay. And uh, you know, in, Rabbi David Foreman, um, in talking about this particular exchange and he compares it to the first exchange where uh you got the the ladder that comes down right sure. angels going up and ascending and descending on this ladder yep yeah in the first interaction the angels don't participate they don't engage with Jacob they're he, just there doing he, their thing he's just an observer and and he's just kind of shock and awe wait a minute what in the world is going on here? Okay. Uh, this must be the house Shouldn't of God. Shouldn't have had those mushrooms for dinner. Exactly. Not exactly not, not, not that. Not exactly. It's a bad joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but David, uh, Rabbi David Foreman will tell you that uh, in this encounter, we see Jacob engaging with the angels. And, and there's... Now there's a partnership, there's a relationship, um, the, the, the uh, newness has worn off, he's not, he's not freaked out over what's going on here, this is normal now, he expects to uh, Just have... Just another day? Just yeah. angels chilling with me? Angels... Hanging out, having know, a little convo? 
little chit chat. Now the Mishnah has uh, some something interesting to say about this, and this is just the how the rabbis uh, see this event. Um, and he called the name of the place Mahanim. What is the meaning of Mahanaim? Uh, two camps. For when Jacob set out from Aram, Naharim, the guardian angels of the land of Israel protected him and escorted him until he was out of land. Then these angels left, and other angels came to escort him. When he returned from Laban, the angels that had been assigned to him continued to escort him as far as the land of Israel. Once the guardian angels of the land of Israel became aware that Jacob was coming, they went out of the land to join the escort, as it said, the angels of God met him before he crossed the Jordan. Uh, the Before he crossed the Jordan, that's in parentheses, Genesis 32, 2. Thus it came about that the two camps of angels were standing at Jacob's side. He sent emissaries from both on the mission in his behalf. Uh, so that's, that's the other interesting thing uh, that... I did not mention in the sermon, but when, so the, um, another word for angel is messenger. Messengers from heaven come and visit with Jacob. Jacob sends messengers to his brother. Uh. Mm. Were they humanoid? Or were they angelic? <laughs> and then interesting I, quandary. And then, then I believe, <laughs> I believe um, the phrase two camps" was used um, three times in that passage. <clears throat> Just a couple. So the author definitely wants us to pay attention, um, which really brings up the question, so why is Jacob dividing the people up into two camps? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you had a you had an initial thought when we first talked about this. Yeah. So I, I got a I got a I got a theory. I got a theoretical thought on why this might be. Uh, it seems to me, as I read this story, that Jacob is possibly just being his Jacoby sort of self in how he presents uh one, how he, he splits up the camps, and then two, how he presents things to his brother as they're as they're showing up. Um, he doesn't just go out with everybody all together, right? It's this: I'm going to I'm going to put these things into two separate camps, so that if one gets and he says this, uh, so that if one gets overtaken one might you know the, the, the other might get away right um which is a logical conclusion and in my mind he's got all of the the janky stuff 
you know, he's got all the. It, it's like when you're when you're uh, when you're a kid and your parents are like, I need you to divide up. Maybe maybe nobody else's parents did this, but parents are like, uh, I need you to divide up your toys. We're gonna get rid of half of these, right? And you know. Or they get angry at you and you're like, half of your stuff is getting put in timeout. Go take, you know, <laughs> go split up half of it. And so you put all of your, you know, because you share a room with your brother. And so you make sure that all of his toys are in the go get put away pile. And <laughs> yours are, or at least you try to, but he's also doing the same thing, which usually creates a bigger fight and then everything goes. Um but, you know, it's this this concept of, so all of Jacob's least favorite things are in this front camp, for sure. Uh, hashtag Leah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... what? So. And Rachel and Joseph, he hides them in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, when, and when he's presenting, it's the, it's the, it's the handmaids up front. So you're connecting, you're, you're connecting the two camps. Yep. With the the way he divides up the women and children, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in in my mind, that it makes sense that the camps are divided with the okay. He's gonna put the the less, maybe his least favorite stuff up there, or you know, and he's gonna keep the good stuff in the back, mm-hmm. right? So so prior to this last week, I would have done the same thing. Okay. However, now we have a new theory. Well, by we I mean Rob, and, and and without the theory. Okay, with the theory, I'll 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 throw in the theory too. Okay, so my theory was last week. I'm going. Well, what if he's just mimicking what he's seeing with the angelic world? Okay. He sees that the angelic world is split up into two camps. So the angels are broken into two camps, and so that's what he's going to do. So maybe that's what I do. Maybe that's maybe I should divide things up into into two camps, too. So let's remind us of the order of things here. So he meets, uh, he meets with the angels, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Step one: meet with angels. He sends out the. Uh, Um, the messengers sends out the messengers, and those those messengers go out with stuff, right? Is that when he sends out the goats and the? Nope, he no, just that's... okay, just messengers, just messengers. So step one, angels. Step two, messengers. Possibly angels, which might be angels, right? Okay. He hears back from said angels, said said messengers. Okay. And he divides the people who are with him in the flocks and the herds and the camels into two camps. Okay. Here's back from them, two camps. Okay. So angels sends messengers. Messengers return. Um, two camps. Splits in two. Splits the party. He prays. Okay. And then... He sets up, he sets apart a gift. Okay. Yep. Now, he does have the gift come to him in waves, come to his his brother in waves. 
So I I think there that like that's the Jacoby kind of wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and some goats. But what if by but sp- wait. But what if by splitting his stuff up into two camps he realizes let me give one of these camps to my brother. Mm. And it seems to be in response to his engagement with heavenly beings that he does something redemptive. He meets with his angels. He sends messengers to his brother. Mm-hmm. He prays to God. He sets apart a gift for his brother. So by splitting them in two, he's setting apart a section. He's setting apart part of his part of what he owns to give to his brother. Yeah, he may be splitting things up because, and, and again, he's like, well, I mean, I've got this camp of angels, I have that camp of angels, you know, okay. um, maybe there's a, maybe he sees this as a protection, you know, level, like so many angels can cover so many, you know, I, I don't know what all he's thinking there, but, hmm. but, um, and he, and he does divide up the people and the animals now, does that include because the the people and the animals the wives and the children seem to be a completely different it it does come later so that yeah and he divides them up later so are they with him the whole time. Yeah, are they actually in different camps or in the, are they in the same camp? And I, I'm I'm mostly being facetious when I say that he would get rid of rid of Leah because I, I don't think he actually would. Like that's he's got children. My yeah, my sis. Yeah, I and hope he, he's a better dad than that. He he prays for the 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 mothers and the children. Like yeah. he he prays for all of them. So, um, I mean, I, I would hope he's a better patriarch than that, but. Now, this is not the last interaction between Jacob and Esau. You know, and I mentioned like he, like he's batting a thousand. It's true. He's doing pretty well mm-hmm. up to this point, right? So the story takes a little bit of a twist just a- after this. Ooh, plot twist! So twisty. So twisty. So we covered through like what verse five of uh, of chapter thirty three, but yeah, not a lot of it. Um, in the next eleven verses, Jacob introduces Esau to the um, t- to his wives and to his children. Uh, verse twelve, Esau said, "Let us take a journey and go, and I will go before you." But Jacob says, "My Lord knows that the children are frail and that the flocks and herds." which are nursing are a care to me. And if they are driven hard one day, all, all the flocks will die. Please let my Lord pass on before a servant and I'll proceed at my leisure according to the pace of the cattle that are before me, according to the place of the children until I come to my Lord at Sierra. Okay. Esau said, let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, what need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth. <laughs> I'm going to meet you there. Don't you worry about it. Like, oh, no, no. Don't wait for me. 
Don't wait for me, Jay. Don't wait for me, older brother. You go on. You go on ahead. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you. There. No, 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 no. Don't don't worry about it. We'll 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 catch up. We'll catch up. So while his brother heads a hundred miles south, he he goes twenty five miles east to uh, Shechem. <laughs> west, west. He, he heads west to Shechem. West to Shechem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which feels a little Jacoby. Mm-hmm. That is totally Jacoby. So much for wrestling with God. Well, but and he's still going by Jacob. Mm-hmm. So that's the part we 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 haven't gotten to in this in this this episode of Genesis is his name gets changed again, right? Later on, he needs to be reminded. That is that his name is Israel. So, where is Jacob supposed to go? Back to Canaan, right? He's supposed to go back to Canaan. Mm-hmm. Is Sierra in Canaan? Uh, I'm not a map expert, but I'm going to guess no. It is a definitely no. It is south east of. Uh, just just a little bit east, um, and just a little bit south of the Dead Sea, the southern end of. Okay, all right. So off there in the desert. Yeah. So and that is not. Well, it's actually quite a bit east. I mean, it's further east than. It's fifty miles east of uh, the southern tip of the Dead Sea. Okay. All right. So on the one hand, Esau is inviting Jacob to go someplace that Jacob is not supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Jacob, on the other hand, doesn't just come come out and honestly say, the Lord has told me to go to Canaan. Hmm. Right. He says, yeah, we'll meet you. Yeah, we'll follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah, Pinocchio's nose is getting a little bit longer. <laughs> sure. I have to keep moving away from the microphone because the, the, the nose is pushing me back. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious. Or something. All right. Little Jacoby. Little mm-hmm. Jacoby. At the, at the end of the chapter in verse 20, um, it says uh, he erected an altar and called it El Elohe Israel, which is God, the God of Israel. Mm. So he remembers his name, he, he, but it's, it's like he's not quite sure how to live out his new yeah. identity. And he, so it, it, I think it's interesting to note, it, he might be, like he remembers when, because he's God of Israel, right? He's saying this is the God of of Israel, but the author is still calling him Jacob. It, it, yeah, and it's uh, it's almost like the you know Spider Man origin story. Yeah, you know where where Spider Man just doesn't totally trust in his abilities yet. Sure, and, and I think I think that that's that's something that the the recorder, the author of Genesis, is probably giving us a hint. Mm-hmm. There, there. This is a contextual clue. 
Yeah, so maybe I'm reading too far into it, but I, I think that's what's going on there. For the remainder of Genesis, what you're what you're talking about is for the remainder of Genesis, his name he'll be referred to as either Jacob or Israel, depending on how redemptive he's living. Bingo, bango. Within that story. Have yourself gonna, a mango. I was going to say, because in Joseph's story, when Joseph calls him to come to Egypt, he is Jacob. Yep. So. Yep. It, it, the author flip-flops and it's like, you know. Are you just trying to confuse me? No, no. I'm trying to tell you something. Yep. Knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of name changes, let's uh, let's have ourselves a little little foreman, little little Rabbi David Foreman moment here. <clears throat> Story time with Rabbi. Story time with David Foreman. All right. Story time with the Rabs. Uh, this is out of his. Uh, what? That wasn't that funny, was it? I Just, mean... I mean, it's a little funny. All right, so this is out of his uh, Genesis, a Parsha Companion, which is a fantastic, fantastic read. I, I don't just throw the term fantastic around. No. <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> oh. This this book is dare I say sicky narnar. There we go. All right, now you know how serious mm. I am about this. This is a tasty, tasty piece of literature. It's delicious. There's bite marks all over my copy. You're <clears> so <throat> weird. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so this is a <laughs> footnote in his book. Okay. So we got a footnote in a footnote. Oh, this is footnoted goodness. If there ever was one, uh, like, footception. It's a footception. This is like a. Never mind. Footnote squared. It's a footnote. It's a footnote in a footnote. It's like a toenail clipping. It's a never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Christopher Nolan would be so proud, but after not that, anymore. No, no. not anymore. He's not. <laughs> oh, I tenanted that one. Anyway, mm. uh, decades <laughs> earlier, when J- Rebecca sent Jacob to Isaac to get his father's blessing. She had tried, but failed to undo the name of Jacob. Like, she was trying to get him to go get this blessing. That was the case that he was making earlier that, you know, go get your blessing, like, deal with him, be straightforward. Mm -hmm. Deal with your father. Go ask for a blessing, right? Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit, but not maybe to the extent. uh, Rabbi David Foreman really uh, tries to sell hard this idea that Rebecca is only trying to do something redemptive here. And yep. not trying to deceive her husband, and and he takes the story and goes piece by piece by piece, and he says, now at this point, like she tells her son, I'm gonna make some stew or I'm gonna make some food for your dad, and you're gonna take it. Like I'm gonna do everything possible to make this as easy as possible for you to go be straight with your father and just man up and ask for a blessing. And, and then and it's Jacob that really goes. Uh, I don't think I could do that. How about some clothing for my brother? And so then Rebecca's, from Foreman's perspective, Rebecca's like, oh, maybe if he's wearing, 
you know, his yeah. brother's clothing, you know, like it'll give him more confidence. And I, and I almost picture like the kid, you, you dress know, the, you dress for success, yeah. right? You throw on the suit and tie to go for the interview because you want to get the job. Yeah. And Absolutely. S- and so Foreman says this is from his perspective, this is more of a good idea gone bad. Like it, it starts it goes, out. Yeah. And it goes terribly wrong when Jacob chickens at the last second and actually lies. Right. That was never part of the plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but Rebecca coming up with this plan was trying to get Jacob to go be straightforward, and redeem and and change his name, kind of right, <clears throat> to undo the name of heel grabber of of crooked. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting to note? He continues, the night before Jacob reengages with his brother. Jacob struggles with an angel, and as the struggle draws to a close, he discovers that he has a new name for himself, Israel. And the angel explains the name to him. It is because you have struggled with God and man and survived. Uh, It's out of Genesis 32, 29. When you struggle, you confront someone directly rather than going around them. Indeed, the name itself bespeaks straightforwardness. It can also read, he throws some Hebrew in here, which, you know, looks very similar to the Israel Hebrew earlier, meaning straight with God. And then you mentioned this in the sermon. It is the smallest, so it's... It's uh, It's like a comma. Right. Well, it's a couple of dots. But I mean, it's it's the same letters. It, it's got one little letter missing thing, like a dash. Maybe, yeah, it's a dash. There's a dash missing and some dots. It's so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can means, and that word means straight with God. So they're the same, like they're in the same family lineage verbally. It's like they're there and there, right. Two, two, and two. Yeah. They're, they're, it's so close. In the events of the night, of that night and the next day, Israel lives up to his new name. His brother is coming for, at him with 400 men. It would be tempting to evade him, to run away. But Jacob is no longer Mr. Roundabout Man, he says, and he does not choose that path. He chooses instead to meet Esau face to face. Despite the danger, in doing so, he finally makes his mother's dream real. He finally becomes Israel. This is the redemption of his name there. Uh, some other stuff that we might mention uh, for Foreman. Uh, he, there's, a, there's a lot. There's about 50, 50 or so pages of, of really good content about this, this uh, section of Jacob in Genesis. <clears throat> but uh, there's some really cool connections between this and Esther. Um, and, and it would be, we would, we would not do it justice to try and describe all of this on, on footnotes or, you know, in it, we can maybe do it in a sermon, but really there's some stuff where you're looking at the Hebrew and you see how the words are connected and the usage. And it's much easier if you can see what he's talking about with the visual of the Hebrew. Um, but there's some really great connections between the story of Esther later in the Bible, and the story of Esau and Jacob. Uh, Main one being that uh, Haman, so you've got uh, 
protagonists in the story of Esther. You've got Haman, the bad guy, and you've got the uh, protagonist, uh, Mordecai, and his niece, right? Esther. And their family. So you got the Jews under Mordecai, and you got Haman with the knot, the bad guy. Um, and Haman is trying to kill off Mordecai. And the the big the big connection that they will say, the rabbis will teach, is that Haman is a descendant of uh, of Esau's eldest son that he sends after to go kill Jacob. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on footnotes. Mm-hmm. The the possibility of why Jacob didn't have any money, right? Um, and so Haman, Haman is living out the uh, vengeance of Esau generations later. Right. That even though they've they've made up here in a positive manner, there's still a seed of mm-hmm. of ugliness that tr- moves on through the lineage, and then we see it play out there. And and there's some parallels between those two stories, common word usage, where it's the only time in the entire Old Testament where those two words, like those words get used. The connections between the stories are just, they're fascinating. Um, so if that's something that would interest you, then I would encourage you to go get the book, Genesis, A Parsha Companion by Rabbi David Foreman. And, and or just uh, come borrow it from me if you can deal with the chew marks. Uh, that, there's not actually chew marks. It's a pristine book. But, uh, you know, it's funny. Maybe I'll put a chew mark on there. I'm going to bite it now <laughs> just for funsies. But I'm you'll bu- never know unless you come try to borrow it from me. Or I, we can just, like, talk about it. That'd be cool. You can come in and, uh, and jabber, out, jabber at me. Send me an email at info at missionridge.church. We'll put it on the books anyway uh so that's my that's my plug for for the parsha companion uh just a little teaser there to go dig in go check out these connections between this and esther it's super cool uh super cool but uh yeah that's the uh that's the what's in the name little name change little little redemption for uh for rebecca she finally gets her finally gets her name change for for jacob he's mm-hmm. now been redemptified so there you go all right that's all i got what do you got jen anything i got nothing you got nothing all right i think that's about it man genesis such tasty goodness i i you know i love these genesis series can we just keep going in genesis no we're going to first john it's gonna be awesome i don't want to I saw the implication for this week. You just threw a pen at me. Wow. Jen really wants to go to First John. I love Genesis, but there's other books of the Bible that are awesome too. But Genesis. Oh. <laughs> I, you'll be all right. I'm, We're coming I'm, back to like it. My heart is, at my heart and soul, I'm a completionist. That's how I play. Like If I play a video game, like I got to do all the things in it. I can't skip a... A part? No, oh, I started watching... <clears throat> or like Lord of the Rings. I can't watch part of Lord of the Rings. I gotta watch the entire thing. No. Full extended. No. And there's some shows that do a great job of, of just leaving something unresolved right at the end. And I you're hate like, that. You're like, oh, 14 more episodes and I'll be done. Let's go. <laughs> right? It, no, yeah. Completion. Like, I can't... A lot of times, I don't want to start watching a show until I know it's going to actually finish. Like, there's been a couple times where I've watched a show, 
and it gets canceled. Some of my favorite shows. And I'm like, yeah. well, what it, Some, it hurts. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just have to remind myself that it's just a story. No, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> like, I'm a completionist. It's not roughly right. <laughs> mm. That's 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 the uh, that's the not roughly right creeping out of me. It's fine. Jesus will fix that someday, maybe. Uh, so yeah, no, I I'd be totally fine if we just completed Genesis. But no, we're gonna we're gonna dive into First John. What do you do <sighs> with books that are like awful? Do you finish them? Do you? Yeah. Oh man. I will comp- I'll read a whole series. Nope. The only one that I haven't done that on is Twilight, as we were talking about <laughs> earlier. It's like, nope, that's just, mm, that's completed with one. That's enough of that. Logan's favorite book is Twilight. That's <laughs> false. It's categorically false. Oh, so, right. It's his favorite movie. Also false. Fake news. That is straight from the mouth of CNN. That's that fake. That's that fake. <laughs> See, that's just a joke. It's a joke. Don't get mad at me. It's uh, it, it is interesting. You mean I can't define you for you? No. <laughs> Jeez. Man, oh. this is so good. It's such a good segue. All right. If you want to know what that meant, show up to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until then, we'll uh. Just go dig into the Bible some more or something. It'll be mm-hmm. cool. It'll be a good time. We'll enjoy that. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Yeah, it has. We'll see you next time. Bye. On Footnotes. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.